All right, everybody, welcome to the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I am your co-host, Sam Favada, and this week uh, I am joined by my good friend, Jeremiah. What's Hello. up, Jeremiah? What's going on, Sam? Not too no. much, man. Yeah, yeah no, right. it's, I'm, I'm very honored to be your first guest. We, we talked about this earlier, you know, when this is the big pod, like the big sports podcast, I am a tribute question. Which makes that's me it. very happy. That's true. Our uh, our uh, our boy Brandon, he uh, he's a much deserved, taking a much deserved uh, day off, and this guy hustles better and more than than anyone I know. So uh, you know, he couldn't couldn't make it tonight, but uh, much deserved day off. And and Jerry stepped in. Jeremiah, yes. thank you again. I've known <laughs> you for too long, and I'm I'm uh, you're one of my. Uh, walls that i bounced sports stuff off of for years and like yeah so and i think it's funny, like i was thinking about it earlier like because i was like you know how long the two of us have known each other and i just i always can picture the date it was the day carmelo anthony got traded to the knicks and I that think, was yeah that was, was the first time we hung out together because we were talking about it leading up and then while the evening was going on it's like oh my god Melo just got traded yeah mellow stat and mellow mm-hmm. 2010 knicks look at that <laughs> never yeah. thought we'd talk about that Oh yeah. So Brandon, Brandon, uh, not here today, but Jerry's stepping in and we have a heck of a week, uh, of sports to talk about. So I think we should probably just jump right into this before we do that, Jerry, how can we follow you and your nonsensical Uh, takes? (laughs) So you can follow me on most social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram at Jeremiah on air. And also I just started streaming on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Jeremiah on air as well. Just playing, you know, some like Call of Duty and some other stuff. And mostly the Twitter and Instagram is tweeting about my misadventures with my two-year-old daughter and, you know, and some take quakes. I'll throw some take quakes in about sports every now and then though. Yeah. Fire up the hot <laughs> take cannon. Yes. It's going to be fun. Uh, so we, we get right into it. We talked a lot on the show recently about the now former quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz. Yes. And later this week, Carson, last week, geez, it's Sunday when you're here, uh, <laughs> Monday when you're here and the Sunday night when we're recording, Carson Wentz traded to the Indianapolis Colts finally for yeah. a third rounder this year and a conditional two next year that could turn into a one uh, if, if, you know, Carson is healthy and plays enough snaps thoughts i i feel i mean i know carson wentz has been pretty bad the last like season and a half but i still feel like that's a very underwhelming return for him considering that he was the number two pick and you know the year they won the super bowl prior to him blowing his knee out he was an mvp candidate so i i mean if matthew stafford i know is probably a little better at the moment got so much from la for towards detroit i feel like philly probably could have got a little bit better of a return yeah that's you know the return's been the thing that really i think caught a lot of headlines Mm -hmm. it's uh underwhelming when you compare it to what you know the stafford jared goff deal was which was two ones i believe and jared goff and, and some other picks in there too which is nuts um and that's really what i guess held this trade up for a while because the eagles really wanted a similar return but carson Wentz, as you alluded to just recently hasn't played like the number two pick like that mvp candidate from 2017 which helped he you know he's really 
And our, you know, Brandon would say is the reason that team made it to that Super Bowl run and, and was in the position they were. Yes. Yeah. He was, uh, he was on fire. And, uh, yeah. So it's, that's I, something. I, it's very, it's very crazy to me. Just, you know, like if, if I was to go back in time and tell you that season, like, you know, in X amount of years, I, I can't even, was that three years ago was the Eagles Super Bowl? Yeah. It was yes. the winter of 2018. Yeah. So, three if i go back in time three years to tell you that carson wentz will no longer be the quarterback of the eagles they are also you know kind of at the moment like as an organization a bit of a dumpster fire i feel like you wouldn't believe me and you'd be saying like how could this guy who was an mvp candidate until he tore his acl no longer be with the team and now trying to salvage his career in indy yeah you you think that too with um Doug Peterson, their head coach, you wouldn't have thought the way that team, you know, slayed the mighty Patriots mm-hmm. and the Philly special and the statues and the parade and everything going on that a few years later, all three of those guys would be gone. Foles, uh, Peterson and Wentz. And yeah. It's wow. What a, it's a, what a time, you know, it's a big fall from grace from, you know, you're at the top of the mountain to now, Nick Foles probably going to be with the new team next year, I would think, or maybe not out of the league. Doug Peterson, I th- he's out of the league for the season, right? He's, I think yeah. He said he wanted to take a season off, and Wentz is trying to get it back together. It's it's very it's very weird considering how good Wentz was that season. Yeah, again, near MVP candidate, and probably if he was healthy, would have been. Uh, you know, I think he landed in the best spot for him. His former OC Frank Reich is there. He's comfortable in that offense. He seems to be comfortable with Frank Reich and, and really rumors where he didn't want to go to Chicago and, and he kind of forced his way to Indy. So thoughts on, you know, can, can the Indianapolis Colts salvage this, you know, one time at one time promising career? I think they can. Cause I think like you said, this is best case scenario for him. He's going to a team that's still, they can still contend. I mean, they're not in the upper echelon of the AFC with the Chiefs, but they and the Bills, they're still a pretty good team. And that's a team that almost beat the Bills in the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, who was, you know, on his last legs. And you mentioned the fit with his former offensive coordinator, who's now coach Frank Reich. I think this may be the the best fit for him because Frank Reich knows his knows his strengths, knows his weaknesses and can game plan around, you know, whatever, whatever warts Carson Wentz was showing towards the end of his time in Philly to hopefully get him back on track, maybe not be an MVP candidate, but at least be a, you know, a pretty good quarterback in the NFL. Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts is like one of the best GMs and, and football he's built a, a great team there and solid defense. And, you know, Philip Rivers played pretty well for being like 80 years old or however old he is Yeah, last year. So, you know, if any, again, if anyone can fix this situation for Carson Wentz, it's, well, first it's Carson Wentz because, you know, there's a lot of reports that he's just kind of been a baby and a drama queen. And, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully, you know, those rumors aren't true, but, for, for a clubhouse, but you know, he needs a lot of handholding and he needs, he doesn't like competition and he doesn't, you know, again, from all these reports. So, well, 
We'll see. I, I love this trade for the Colts. I think they got a steal. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think if you're Indy, you have to think like you came out on top because at best you're going to give up a, a three and a one for a guy who, if he can rebound, is a potential MVP candidate, you know, almost every season, still in his prime, might not have even hit his prime yet. And you didn't mortgage the entire future brokering on Carson Wentz returning to form. Like if it doesn't work out, you can still get out of it without, you know, destroying the franchise. I think that the flip side of this is, you know, we want to, and we've alluded to a lot already, the 2017 Carson Wentz, but last year Carson led the league in turnovers or uh, interceptions, and he Mm -hmm. only played three quarters of the year. So, you know, I, I'm not a QB whisperer like Adam Gase. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to fix quarterbacks, but this guy's broke. Like he, I mean, he's not fiscally broke. He's just mechanics are a mess. And, you know, clearly they think they could fix him. Um, I think they, they have the roster at least to, while maybe the mechanics mm. issue gets sorted out, they do have at least the roster, the run game, the defense is pretty good, the wide receivers to offset some of these Carson Wentz issues while they hopefully get him back into being a yeah. good quarterback. Really, this this Philadelphia team, <laughs> and uh, Brandon's not here and he's a huge Eagles fan, but that, you know, dumpster fire. I, I think he may agree with you, especially how, you know, he doesn't have many fond words for Howie Roseman, but. You know, this team is, yeah, well, <laughs> this team's kind of the, the opposite of of that Eagles team. I mean, you have some solid wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton showed you near the end of last year that he still exists and he can be a, a good wide receiver. Michael Pittman's great, as you mentioned. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, great running game, great line. So, Darius Leonard, solid corners, like a good defense. Uh, the DeForest Buckner. Like mm-hmm. this team is good. Is this team good enough to compete in their division, compete, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, with Josh Allen and the the Chiefs, the Bills, and whoever else could come out of the AFC? I think they could be because I feel like as good, you know, looking at their division, Jacksonville and Houston, I mean, Jacksonville kind of on the up and up with Trevor Lawrence about to be heading there. Houston is an absolute dumpster fire. It's really just Tennessee that they have to compete with. And I just, I don't know about Tennessee is one of those weird teams where, you know, two years ago they almost go to the Super Bowl, And then this past season, they get beat at home by Baltimore in the first round. So I think they could, they could make some noise next season, but a lot of that depends on Carson Wentz being good Carson Wentz and not, the guy that got benched by a, for a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we turn to the, the other side of this, you know, the Eagles incur, you know, they don't get the return they wanted to, or other, you know, GMs or, or, you know, analysts thought they would get, they also incur the largest cap hit in NFL history. It's like 33 million, oh. something like that. I'm not even sure. So, you know, they released Alshon Jeffrey, they released, um, Deshaun uh, Jackson, there's more cuts on the way. This cap is upside down. You know, what? what's next for the Eagles? It, you know, is is J- what do you think? Is Jalen uh, Hurts QB1? I think he has to be because 
I mean, where they're drafting, I mean, obviously there will be at least a quarterback or two on the board for them when they pick, but do you think that quarterback could be better than Jalen Hurts's going into, I thought Jalen Hurts played pretty well, all things considered, you know, given the circumstance at the end of last year. So I would say, yes, Jalen Hurts would be at least give him the opportunity this season to be the starter. They're not going to contend for a playoff spot. They're not any sort of threat to any team. Let him go through the lumps, see what you have with him. If he can actually move the ball with his arm, or if it's just going to be a lot of the legs and not really too good with the arm, but I think you at least have to give him a shot. Yeah. He started the year as like this wild cat package option quarterback and, you know, uh, near the end of the season took over this this division's not great either the nfc east i mean the the redskins looked great obviously made the playoffs giants are on the way up the cowboys you know it's hard to say even with dak when he was healthy this team was, yeah had some brutal losses but i i've been thinking a lot about this i don't you know, I think Howie Roseman could draft a quarterback because he's made no secrets about always drafting quarterbacks and it could buy him more time because he's mm-hmm. certainly in the hot seat. But I don't think they should. This team needs too many, too many pieces. You just at this point got to roll with Jalen and see what you got and build some talent on this roster because when you kind of just look at it, there's been a lot of misses. I mean, you know, you could have drafted DK Metcalf. You, you, Drafted JJ or or Sega Whiteside, so that that sucks. This year you could have drafted a, you know, a Justin Jefferson or another one of these stud wideouts, and and you drafted Jalen Rager. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's some misses here. I mean, Jalen Rager, I think is gonna be a great wideout, but there's some misses here, and I I think the the Eagles need a lot more than a quarterback right now. And yeah, I'd no, like to see them. It's at not six just do something else. Yeah, it's not just one hole. They need to. I think for them, they need to go BPA in the draft. Just take whoever the best player on the board is, whatever that may be at that time, instead of saying like, oh, if we get the quarterback, then you know everything else is going to solve itself. Yeah, that's 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 true. So we're going back to school now, Jerry. Who won this deal? Give it a grade. I think you have to say Indy, absolutely. It's, it's a steal that you got a quarterback who's still young. I mean, you know, he's – got a big contract but i just the eagles didn't get enough back in return for me to feel like they won the deal so i would probably say this track trade is like a i'd give it like a b plus for the colts and like a c minus for d plus for the eagles just because the return is so underwhelming for a player of i mean again granted i'm looking at this with you know like nostalgia eyes 2017 Carson once 2018 Carson once but I still think that he can be the guy and to get nothing back when Matthew Stafford got two first round picks and a pretty serviceable quarterback for the Lions I I just if you're an Eagles fan you just can't feel good yeah no you're absolutely right um and you know Jalen Jalen Hurts on and off the field's a great dude um, and I, I think on the field has a lot of potential and could be great. At, but I, I agree with you. I think those grades are probably in line. I don't like this trade for the Eagles at all, especially when you're incurring that much of a cap hit. You 
should be getting a little bit more. Uh, yeah. And this is really positioned for the Colts where they're not really giving up a lot. Um, they're replacing Phillip Rivers, not really giving up a lot. And if this doesn't work out, they can just get rid of Carson Wentz with really just losing a three and a two. Um, it's, they, they, it's very low risk, high reward. Cause at worst case, like you said, they lose, you know, two early to mid round picks and Carson Wentz is gone and they're looking to replace him in another year or two. Best case, they have their guy to finally take over for Andrew Luck. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. So we'll, we'll see, we'll keep you, you know, apprised of the situations going, going forward here on the chasing points podcast, Jerry, one thing we've been talking about all off season so far, and even during, you know, the playoffs is this quarterback quarterback carousel. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, already a lot of moves, uh, you know, before, before we move on to big Ben Roethlisberger here, and on this point that you made a little earlier, I forgot to include was I saw from, from field Yates on ESPN that no quarterback drafted from two in the first round from 20, uh, 2009 to 2016 is still on the roster of the team that drafted them. Wentz was wow. the last one, 2009, 2016. That's a, like a million quarterbacks. That's insane. That, that... <sighs> I, I, I didn't see that tweet, but like, just trying to think and like, it's making my head like, like I'm trying to like, that can't be right. Yeah, golf but... and Wentz were the last ones and Stafford was 2009 was the first round pick or number one overall. Oh, so it's just that feels like a lifetime ago. And t- and 2017 was the Mahomes, Trubisky, Watson draft. So we're, you know, that it's just wild. And, you know, we move on to guy who's really been anchoring the quarterback position in Pittsburgh for almost, you know, 20 years, 18, 19 years, Ben Roethlisberger, Steelers GM, Kevin Colbert basically said, you know, didn't really give a, a great response to Ben coming back uh, under center for 2021. As we sit here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That makes you feel really good. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Two-time Super Bowl champion with the team. And it's just, you know, you kind of get the, the, you know, if, if we were playing our favorite game, do you care? I would basically say I don't. I think Ben Roethlisberger's like passes prime. Just, you know, this cap hits $41 million and it's just going, it's going to be a mess. And I, I, I don't care. That said, I'm not a Ben fan or a Steelers fan, but uh, team owner and CEO Art Rooney basically said last month that the soon to be 39 year old quarterbacks cap hit of again, $41 million was untenable. Hmm. So later the same day, Roethlisberger told the athletic that he was willing to work out, um, you know, a deal with the team that it wasn't about money. He still wants to play. I, I feel like if you're the Steelers, like I know Ben is past his prime and he's always hurt. And I just, I feel like you kind of have to at at least try to re redo the contract a bit to lower the cap hit because if you don't that means they're going to have to draft a quarterback and i don't think they're in the greatest position to they're not going to get one of the top two i mean they could in the first round but the only other quarterbacks on the roster are mason rudolph and josh dobbs neither of them do anything for me so oh you're missing one guy Oh, Dwayne Haskins. Oh, I forgot Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Son. Sneaky, okay. sneaky. 
I forgot Dwayne Haskins signed with them at the end of the season. Does it so, matter? Okay. No, I don't think no, so. But not yeah, even they, a little bit. They picked twenty so, fourth in this year's draft. There's a lot of quarterbacks you could get late, as you mentioned. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to go early, but Mac Jones, Kyle mm-hmm. Trask from Florida, you know, they they could be there. If you're Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and the Steelers, what do you do with this situation? It's, it's tough just because you like trying to play both sides. Ben's washed up but we don't really have his, his air on the team, but we could, I mean, do you maybe go free agency and pick up, you know, like for like, do you try to maybe get like a Jacoby Brissett, Mitch Trubisky, Cam Newton, like a Jameis Winston, or do you maybe take uh, like, do you go Mac Jones or Kyle Trask? I don't know. It's really tough. Like I think it, I think with that team, they're still kind of, they're in the hunt despite how they ended. I say maybe you 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 restructure the deal with Roethlisberger and you make one more one more run at the title, and then maybe take like a take a quarterback in like the second or third round this year, and hope that they can be groomed to be the person who takes over for Ben. Yeah, Mason Rudolph showed you that in his extended stay last year. He's not the guy. No, Dwayne Haskins doesn't really look like he could be the guy. You know, I doubt Josh Dobbs will be on this roster very long. But here's my I, – I, I agree with you. I think they're going to restructure Ben and find a way to make this work, I guess. He can't really push the ball down the field anymore. He's not nearly the quarterback he was. But here's – this is what I would do. I would, if you're going to restructure, go after someone like our, our boy Mitchell Trubisky or you trade the 24th pick to the New York Jets – for Sammy Darnold. See, I think that now that Indy has locked up their their spot, I Indy was my I figured that's where Darnold was going to go. Philly isn't going to obviously trade for another former first round pick with Jalen Hurts. They would draft somebody. I could absolutely see Sam Darnold in Pittsburgh cuz I think Sam Darnold is I don't think he's bad. I think he's just a change of scenery guy. He needs out of New York kind of like Carson Wentz needed out of Philly. Yep. I think the change of scenery, the structure of the Steelers that, you know, despite the fact they really haven't won much in terms of titles in the, in the last however many years, they're still a very stable organization because in what our lifetime they've had, what, two coaches? Bill Cowher and Mark Tomlin. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. And then I think they've only the, had like three all, or four all time, right? Yes, yeah, so something crazy like that. It's the stability would be good for him. I mean, Mike Tomlin keeps his team in line. You know, they 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 get a little chippy sometimes, as they have in the past. But I think I think Pittsburgh would be the best fit for Darnold. I don't know if I don't know if he would be worth a a first round pick this year, though. That's my only concern with that trade. Just I don't, how bad I don't think so either. So I'm going to say candidly here, we know that I'm a huge Jets fan. Jeremiah here is probably a bigger Jets fan than I am. I don't know anyone crazier <laughs> than me about this team. So that's why I, I did bring it up. I think this would be a great spot for Darnold. I, I, if I were the Jets, I, I'm leading towards, you know, basically saying Sam's done, but I started this off season thinking, we keep Sam. There's a lot of holes on this team. Let's build this trade back. Let's build this team. But I think Pittsburgh would be great, 
great spot for him. Decent line. They're losing their center and Pouncey. He's retiring, but he's old. Know, so those those wideouts are great. Great run. Good running game. Great defense. You know he. I I really love Sam Darnold, and I want to say his faults are that of Mike McCagnan putting an awful team around him and Adam Gase just being the worst coach yeah, ever, being the worst coach of all time, um, or just one of the worst personalities of all time. And mm. you know, I I think Darnold would be great in a Mike Lafour offense if he stayed with the Jets, but. You know, I think Pittsburgh gives him that. I think I think the Redskins need a quarterback. I think that would be a good spot for Darnold. I love that I've just hijacked this Big Ben topic <laughs> to talk about Sam Darnold. But I, you know, again, if this was do you care, I would. I don't. So. Um, yeah, it's it's, I, I if the Steelers were smart, I think that Sam Darnold would be the best fit for them. Yeah, I. You know, it'd be interesting to to see what happens you know uh in new york and pittsburgh and washington a lot of uh, chicago a lot of spots carolina which we're going to talk about in a second um a lot of spots that are still undecided uh in this qb carousel so so there's that are you ready to play a game i i was born ready to play a game awesome so we are going to play a game that's sweeping the podcast podcast world and do you care i'm going to Mention a topic, give you some background. You're going to give me your just quick, honest, do you care reaction? Okay. And uh, then we'll, we'll talk about it. And then there it is. You've listened okay. to the pod, you know. Yes. So, all right. Ready? Fernando yes. Tatis is rich. Tatis just signed a 14-year, $340 million contract that basically locks him up into San Diego or wherever he ends up getting traded to uh, until he's – 38 years old mammoth deal lifetime basically yeah Yeah. do you care i i do care because i think fernando tatis at this moment kind of is the face of the mlb i mean it should be mike trout because i think he's the best player but tatis is the big persona you know he's bat flipping in your face and just yamming on every pitch and you know i think he's going to be a perennial mvp candidate i do care and i was mentioning this to you earlier i don't know if you saw this about him that he's actually not going to get all of that money because when he uh like came to like the majors i guess he signed this contract with a a company that like advanced him some money so he has to actually pay back 30 million of that this big league advance that I, i mean uh, so he, I mean, he's going to, he's going to be rich. He's, he's big, rich, but not going to get all 340 million. But I do care. Cause I think, I think if you're the MLB, like you got to be happy that this guy, he's going to be locked into San Diego. Hopefully they become contenders with all the money that they keep spending on free agency. And that this guy can be, you know, the face of the national league, maybe the entire league for 14 till he's 38 years old and he's retiring. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a risky move for the Padres, but it's also a risky move for Tatis, but he's basically paying out, you know, the Padres are just buying him out of his arbitration years. Arguably, you know, arguably major league baseball p- players get like the worst deals when they're like the system set up against them when they're young players, the first yeah. six years they're in the majors, they're not making, well, the first three, they're not making much. And then 
you go in arbitration. So they're basically just buying out those three of those last years and just giving them 25 million a year. So this, you know, basic Trevor Bauer got $45 million a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, this, he could have been really lined up for a huge payday, but he takes the safety uh, again, 340 million is nothing to laugh at or third biggest contract ever too. Yeah. So it's like, and he's 22 years old and has, hasn't played a full season's worth of games yet, like over the course of the two years. So now it's like, like San Diego now has the guy that when they're pitching the free agency, it's like, we have Tatis. He's not going anywhere. Like yep. come be a part of this hopefully soon to be winning culture. Hopefully, you know, he's not, he's not on the level of Mike Trout. Mike Trout is this generation's play, player, right? He's yeah. the Mickey Mantle of this generation. He's the guy, but you know, hopefully they do better. The Padres do better by Tatis than the angels have done for Trout because this guy's made the play. Trout's made the playoffs like once. It's it's ridiculous. And, and so. I mean, I, this might be East Coast bias because we are here in New York. But even me knowing, being aware of Mike Trout, I never see really highlights of him. There's never like the talk, and it's like I get that he's in California, but you know, like like with the NFL, like we were talking, Patrick Mahomes is everywhere, no matter where you go. Mike Trout should be everywhere in our face and yep. highlights and commercials. And I just feel like he's just this dude that we never hear about who just hits the ball and plays outfield really well. Yeah. It's something, you know, I know you and I talk about a lot, Brandon and I talked about last week or two weeks ago is just major league baseball failing these players from a marketing standpoint. And the game is so behind in popularity of what it used to be. And they have, there's so many talented players that play this game now that are under the age of hell 25 and they're not getting their due and it's you know the the thing about football players and marketability was always like they wear helmets and they can't really you know it deters them from that marketability but opposed to you know baseball players basketball players but trout should be on this level of talent and marketability of a kevin durant of a Patrick Mahomes of, of all this. And he's not, and, and really no baseball players are, and you got Acuna, Tatis, Soto, you know, Aaron judge is probably the most marketable. One of the, I mean, we live in New York, so you yeah. see a lot more Yankee and, and judge stuff, but you know, people around the country know who Aaron judge is, but yeah, I agree. It's, you know, maybe it's just LA and the laid backness of, of California and, but why not? But it's, yeah, it's a shame that these players aren't marketed the way that they, it, they should be. They just like, I mean, they just, you know, you're not allowed to share really highlights on social media, which that kills interest in younger fans wanting to see like a Mike Trout or like, or a Fernando Tatis. Like baseball is so far behind the eight ball compared to, you know, like every other sport, like you said, that it m- makes it hard for you to care about these guys who are so good and so young and are going to be the faces of their respective franchises for the next decade or so it's yeah. it's just crazy and and hayes also brought up this thing of like the the irony of their slogan let the kids play mm-hmm. you remember that and, and then yes. you know tatis throws a bat or does a bat flip or or starts you know getting wild after a huge home run and it's like Tisk, the unwritten yeah. unwritten rules committee comes out which yeah it's, I, just, I, it's if, garbage man if you're a kid who's watching you're like 
I want to do that. Like I want to pimp a home run in your face and stare you down, but I don't want to like, I'm not going to deal with this old baseball writer saying to me like, Oh, that you're not setting a good example for the kids. Like that's, it's so backwards and counterintuitive to making the sport more marketable for younger people. Yeah. It's a, it's hopefully something that can change because there are just a ton of great talent in this game. And it's really a shame that they're just not, you know, uh, put in the best light or, or younger, younger kids aren't playing this game, aren't watching this game. It's a shame. So it's certainly something to look out for that. The Padres are going to be, great they overloaded you know overhauled their pitching staff huge trades this offseason Blake Snell you Darvish they got Chris Paddock uh Joe Musgrove you know so adding pieces to the bullpen again that lineup is Manny Machado Eric Hosmer Trent Grisham is 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 huge a lot of talent there so look for them to seriously compete with the Dodgers out there yes all right moving on some basketball haven't talked too much basketball of late but huge news out of la lakers star anthony davis likely out at least four weeks with a calf strain and an achilles injury um he's you know the team's going to be conservative with him Mm -hmm. and uh you know that i guess that's a smart thing to do at this point but you know lebron mentioned that everyone's got to play their role now and take a bigger piece and you know just play their game anthony davis do you care first I, I do because I'm a Kentucky guy, so I always like to see my Kentucky guys doing well. So when I saw that he, he's out, you know, for probably a month, I was bummed just because he is so good. I think my biggest question is the injury he suffered. It was it was like a calf strain, correct? Yeah, there was a he strained his calf and then like sprained his Achilles or there wasn't any. Well, I don't think there was any like structural damage. Like he didn't tear his Achilles and like okay. Durant did. So. So like, you know, he's a bigger guy, and I feel like calf strains, soft tissue stuff like that. There's no need to rush, especially with the All Star break right around the corner. I I don't really see the need to kind of force him back into the lineup after only two games out. I feel like he could have benefited from giving maybe a few extra days of rest just to make sure that he doesn't re-aggravate it like he did instead of kind of only let him he sat out two games and then was right back in i feel like the lakers kind of bungled that a little bit because uh, you know they're in the mix obviously but what if maybe with him out now a month lebron can't quite pick up all the slack like he has in the past now you're looking at maybe come playoff time a less favorable matchup because they can't make up the the difference in games to catch up to the jazz and the clippers and, you know, like, what if it come playoff time, all of a sudden they're in a hole that not even Anthony Davis and LeBron could dig themselves out of? Yeah, right now the Jazz are, I mean, just they have six losses on the year. They're taking the NBA by storm and the West by storm. They're in first place, and the Clippers and the Lakers are tied with uh, 22 and nine uh, and two and a half games back of the Jazz. So they're, they're certainly right there. I think this Lakers team is definitely good enough with – even without Anthony, I mean, Anthony Davis is the ultimate X factor, right? Him and LeBron yeah. putting, you know, they, they will will this team, but to a championship or at least to the finals. Um, yeah. But this, you know, yeah, I agree. I think this team's good enough to tread water and, and be fine. And, you know, 
the most important thing. The Lakers will make the playoffs. So the most important thing to them and to everybody is that AD is healthy. But I think LeBron is just going back to like, I felt like before LeBron was like positioning Anthony Davis to like be the MVP every year and like, yeah, be that guy. And now LeBron's just like, all right, I'm just, uh, it's my, you know, I'm just going to do takeover mode and got to do what I got to do now, I guess. You got to do it. So I feel like that's, that's where we're headed. I, you know, right now, the Lakers come out. Do they come out of the West in your eyes? Are they the team to beat? Yes, just because I will I will never trust the Clippers. I was yep, I was gonna say and that. I mean, even without Doc Rivers now, I don't trust the Clippers. Like I they're one of those teams I need to be proved wrong. I think the Suns might could could be a little scrappy come the playoffs. And the Jazz, the Jazz as good as they are, what was it like they won like 15 to 16 or something crazy? I feel like they're one of those teams like I need to see it come playoff time because they're always they're always there, but they're usually, you know, like the four or five, six seed. So show me, show me something come playoff time. And maybe I'll believe that they can actually do this. But I would say at this moment, LA is, it would be an upset if the Lakers were not representing the West in the finals. I agree. I, I can't trust the Clippers ever again. And you could probably say that before Kawhi and, and George got there, even though it's a completely was a different team from lob city, Yeah, but you know, yeah, and you know the Suns—they've been exciting. The Jazz have been great. The problem with the, the, well, not the problem. I think Donovan Mitchell is a problem, and, and oh, a yes. good, great problem, and yes. he should be a freaking Nick. And it drives me crazy every day that we drafted Frank Nitalkina instead. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, but that's that's neither here nor there. I think you know again they haven't proven ever anything, so we'll see what how they come out, you know, wh- how it all shakes up. But I think resting Anthony Davis is the way to go. And if it, you know, if it takes six weeks and it takes six weeks, yeah, we baked in the, the all-star game in there yeah. and the break too. So hopefully enough time to, to get all, you know, everyone healthy. It's Into really hopefully time. repeat mode, because that's at the end of the day, that's, that's the most important thing is getting back, getting back, getting your seat at the table and trying to run the table one more time to go back to back. It could happen. What you know, my it's hard to not pick a like Nets or Celtics, you know, or Lakers finals here. Like mm-hmm. one of those teams, you know, I, I really like those three teams. What you know, just gun to your head right now. What's the what are the NBA finals looking like in I would say June? I don't even know what they're supposed to be now because the calendar's all backwards. But this summer, what's the NBA finals? I think. Right this moment, I I think it would be L.A. and Brooklyn. And I think even with having Durant, having Kyrie, and having Harden, I would still take L.A. in probably six just because Kyrie is – like I've seen a few tweets where it's like one day Kyrie is just going to retire and go live in a cabin in the woods, and that could happen. Harden, I I mean, he's great, but I feel like he never shows up in the playoffs. And KD is KD. He's going to – he's going to – you know, he'll kill you. He'll kill the Lakers, but I don't know if he by himself is enough. And I think the combo of LeBron and Anthony Davis is just too much. Yeah. I, I meant to say 76ers instead of the Celtics, uh, but 
I like that Celtics team. They're just, you know, 500 and not really just kind of there. They're, they're, you know, 500 in the East. It's that's kind of rough, but yeah, I, I I think it's Nets, uh, you know, probably Nets Lakers is probably my way to go. It's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah. Yeah. It depends what James Harden shows up and what Kyrie shows up, but you're right. I, you know, all the good that Kyrie's done this, you know, in the last couple of years off the court, you know, on the court, kind of just been an enigma and uh you know and now with kevin durant out for a little bit we'll see we'll see how this team does you know without their leader yeah and i mean if it ended up being brooklyn and la i feel like that would be like the best case scenario for the nba you have the two biggest markets basically in the finals yeah huge and uh you know we'll see it's you know all-star game right around the corner and we'll get we'll get into more basketball as we go on last uh last topic here do you care mm-hmm. teddy bridgewater quarterback of the carolina panthers unfollowed the team on instagram <laughs> i just have to laugh here unfollows his team on instagram and then set his account to private this is amidst rumors that really carolina's been involved in every quarterback so far this offseason stafford the rumors that they were in on Wentz, and of course Sean Watson uh, in Houston. So all those deals fell through for Carolina, but Matt rule, they paid a fortune to the guy who owns the Panthers now has stupid money. Yeah. And it just kind of seems like he will do whatever to get his guy. Do you care what's going on in Carolina? (sighs) Not really. Just because like Teddy Bridgewater, I know like off the field, great dude. He's got this inspiring comeback story from when his leg yep. got destroyed and he almost lost his leg. But like, he is the most painfully average quarterback. Like uh, his stats from last season: fifteen touchdowns, eleven interceptions, under four thousand yards. It, if Carolina is trying to move on from it, like you said, that they've been in on every quarterback, do, do you blame them? No. Like no. he 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 got benched at the end of the season for PJ Walker from the XFL. And his dead cap for 2021 is $20 million. I just, I feel like, I feel like now would be the time to kind of say like, you know what, like, thank, thank you for the season, Teddy. But I, he had the pieces around him to really succeed and thrive. They signed Robbie Anderson. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have some decent pieces on offense and he's just blah. Yeah. I, th- I think you said it said it uh, best there uh, but when when this situation kind of happens like Teddy Bridgewater great was a great backup in New Orleans and really held that team together while Drew Brees was out last year or two years yeah. ago and then he gets stupid money for being an average quarterback I guess the average rate for 20 millions I mean it's stupid money to us but yeah it's uh, like going rate yeah for an average quarter you know starting quarterback three years 63 million did when you sign a quarterback like this to a deal like that, don't you just think this is going to happen? Isn't this like Matt Flynn? Isn't this uh, Nick Foles when he went to Jacksonville and now in, in Chicago, like or Kansas city or St. Louis. Yeah. But like, exactly. Like, isn't that this isn't, wasn't Teddy bridge. It wasn't the situation just destined to happen. You're getting exactly what you paid for. 
Right. You're getting it, it was I, I saw a stat and I, I lost it. It was something along the lines of Teddy Bridgewater was like second in the NFL at avoiding negative plays, but like middle of the pack to bottom for generating positive like big plays. And it's like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You know, you can you can be a gay manager and I think that name gets a bad rap, but you can really manage a game well, protect the ball, move the chains, move the chains and be a you know, successful quarterback in this league. I just, you know, what the stat you just gave kind of nails it on the head. The I don't think Carolina's going anywhere with Teddy Bridgewater. So I think they pick six, uh, seventh in the draft. I could be wrong. You know, they're, again, rumored to be in on everyone. And a lot of people are saying, don't count them out for uh, David Tepper. It's the owner of the Panthers now. He's got a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And don't, um, don't count them out for even trying to get to Sean Watson. So I think it'll be interesting to see. I Watson to, I mean, again, like removing my Jets fan bias, Watson to them does make sense. He went to Clemson. They're they're in Carolina. I mean, he played ACC championships at that stadium. So it does kind of make sense, you know, taking away my green tinted goggles and (laughs) removing him from the equation from the Jets saying like, okay, I could kind of see the fit, but I don't blame the Panthers one bit for saying like, yeah, we're going to be in on all these quarterbacks. We might draft somebody because Teddy Bridgewater, like you're getting what you pay for a very okay quarterback. Who's not going to lose you games, but he's also not going to really win you games. Like I don't trust him to a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter down by four to rally a team up the field for game winning touchdown. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like he's unhappy and that's fine. And I guess when you're given all that money and told you're the quarterback, you know, similar to it's, this is not the Deshaun Watson situation. He does not have that clout. Yeah. But, you know, be interesting to see, could, you know, could Justin Fields from Ohio state be in play Trey Lance from North Dakota state um, be in play there? Will they move up with, will they trade with a team like the dolphins or the jets to try to get Zach Wilson or, or secure fields? What, who do you think the quarterback of the Panthers will be in September? Uh, I would probably, I would say it's probably, I probably Justin Fields. Cause I think a lot of the things I'm seeing trending towards, unless something crazy happens with the jets and Deshaun Watson, I would say probably the jets will draft Zach Wilson. So you, you put Trevor Lawrence, one Zach Wilson, two, I could see Justin Fields being the quarterback of the Panthers next season and kind of giving them at least something to be excited about because, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head. They're not going anywhere with Teddy Bridgewater. So why not give the opportunity to like, yeah, we got the, you know, the best running back in the NFL paired up with this young, exciting rookie quarterback. Yeah. Interesting to see. I think Bridgewater will probably just sadly be on this team. Uh, unless it, they want to take that cap hit, but um, it's also like the most 2021 thing. Like somebody figured out that he set his account to private yeah, and unfollowed just... every, like it's like Darren Ravel is out there like trolling <laughs> through his Instagram followers to figure out like who he's following and who he's not. That's crazy. Ravel gets paid to do stuff like that, but hey, it's a, <laughs> it's a job. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, so they could get out of this deal. It looks like um, after <laughs> next season. So, okay, so five thousand dollar cap hit. So they have to. So he's going to be with them most Except, likely. This. Just based on a uh, sports track 
Teddy's.com. I'm looking at the Teddy's, um, you know, just his signing bonus and, and dead money and all this. It looks like they can get out of it with only a $5,000 cap hit after this upcoming season. So he'll probably be on the team. Yeah, it looks like it. So he'll be the starter or some or like a rookie's backup. And I think he could be good in that role because that was kind of the role that he was almost going to fill when he was with the Jets before they traded him to New Orleans. For a third round pick. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, it's, so that'd be interesting. I I I don't I, I love Zach Wilson for the Jets from everything I've read. I mean, you know, there was there was a report earlier this week that uh Matt Matt Miller now of, of ESPN said that um uh an executive told him that they like Wilson most or their teams that like Wilson more than Trevor Lawrence. I think that's smoke. <laughs> that's, that's, that's trying to spin your way. Like yeah. tr- trying to like, wait, is Zach Wilson the guy? Not Trevor yeah, Lawrence. No. Like so, I, I I've done that mental gymnastics in my head. like saying like, Oh, maybe urban Meyer wants Justin Fields. Cause he's an Ohio state guy. Like, right. I, I don't buy that. I, I like Zach Wilson for the jets, but it, you know, if it was a choice between him and Trevor Lawrence, I'm obviously taking Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you know what? I think, you know, also, I, I excluded probably the most important part of that quote, uh, that same exec, I think, uh, I don't know if it was the same exec, but uh, compared Wilson to Patrick Mahomes. I've seen that comparison, was, you know, I, I everyone's that that's like the, that he's like the new, like the prototype everyone's trying to nail, like the funky arm motions and he can scramble the ball and he's got a cannon. So it's like everyone's trying to find like, Hey, we got the next Patrick Mahomes, right. You know, can, can move out of the pocket and make throws. And that's really what in the Kyle Shanahan offense, what, what you want to do and something Jimmy Garoppolo just doesn't do, but, or, you know, doesn't do well all the time, but yeah, that's, Neither here nor there. I think, you know, Justin Fields would be great. I could see the Panthers moving up, you know, doing whatever they could to to get Watson. And and then, uh, you know, if not moving up to two or three to try to secure one of these quarterbacks, I, I wouldn't put it past what, you know, they gave Matt Rule from Baylor a ton of money to coach this team. They bought out his contract from the school for like 20 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this team wants to win and it just seems like they'll do whatever they need to do. So, you know, good for them, but it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there. Yeah. I, I don't know. Even if, even, even if like, let's say they, they got the Sean Watson, I don't know if he pushes them over the top in that division because they still would have to contend with now the Super Bowl champions and the saints, whatever they might be doing. That's true. You know, you put the Saints in one of these teams that, you know, it really looks like Drew Brees is coming back and is going to retire. They need a quarterback, you know. Yeah, Tom Brady, they're going to lose a lot of pieces in Tampa, but Mm -hmm. you have to, you can't count the GOAT out at this point. And uh, the Falcons, you know, new head coach, they could be looking for a quarterback too. And Matty Ice's days could be numbered. I think the the Falcons will be taken. I I don't think they're going to take one of like, the top ones, but I could see them trying to find Matt Ryan's replacement maybe in like the second round. Yeah, it's a, you know, they pick fourth, so team needs a lot, uh, you know, a lot there. Penny Sewell from Oregon, mm. the tackle could be who's just a monster. I um, think he, I think he'd be sitting there for them too. If yeah. the Jets, if the Jets, if the Jaguars go quarterback like they should, the Jets do. Dolphins probably will go wide receiver, I would think, trying to put some weapons. So 
they could get their pick of the they could take the best offensive uh, tackle in the draft. And he's you know by far that best option, uh, Sewell out of Oregon. So yeah, that's that's enough Teddy Bridgewater talk for <laughs> for me. Uh, that was do you care? You did an admirable job, Jerry. Thank I, you. I appreciate Thank I appreciate you. your effort on this one. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping this show up. It, looking forward to the week. You got anything else? Maybe we left out anything you're looking forward to uh, uh, I this mean- upcoming week. I mean, like, you'll at least appreciate this. One thing I'm looking forward to this week is that our guy, Julius Randle, gets rightfully named to the All-Star game. That's all I want. Like, let me – and, I mean, you know, other than that, we're in – we're kind of in, like – we're in that awful time where, like, yeah, there's hockey going on, and I think they have, like, the Lake Tahoe games going on, which is cool to see pictures of. But there's really not much. Spring training is is starting to get going, and I know the Yankees, they play their first game – a week from today. So that'll be exciting to look forward, have the, you know, kind of look forward to during the week, but there's really nothing more that like, I could say like, yeah, I'm really excited to see this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the dead zone before yeah. March madness, but you know, you just mentioned like pitchers and catchers reported, but nothing is going on. You just kind of hope no one gets hurt or none of these stars get hurt. And it's just this weird time before, sports really start ramping up, but you know, NBA is in full swing and, and hockey's in full swing. So, um, yeah. we'll see there. Good. I haven't, haven't been paying attention to anything going on in Lake Tahoe, but I, I know that the game, they had it. They're supposed to have a game yesterday afternoon. It got delayed to last night because the ice was melting and they did the same thing for the <laughs> game today. I think I, I want to say the game is probably happening now as we're or probably just dropping as we're recording this because you know, the sun's beating on the ice and they couldn't keep the, ice condition to where it needed to be but i mean the pictures look cool it's it's a very cool sight seeing lake tahoe in the background and having this you know kind of setup that's a yeah that's enough hockey talk on the the uh, (laughs) pod today but if you do google the lake tahoe um games here that's really cool these are really cool shots you should google that that's pretty cool um yeah so that's it that's a you know episode 11 of the chasing points podcast Jeremiah Wood, thank you so much for joining me today. Plug your uh, plug your stuff one more thank time. Thank you, thank you again for having me. And uh, so you can follow me on most social media, or at least Twitter and Instagram at Jeremiah on Air. And also, I stream on Twitch like two or three times a week. Twitch TV slash Jeremiah on Air. And you can follow me on social media at Sammy Favs, and also give the Chasing Points podcast Instagram and, and Twitter account a follow as well, Jeremiah. Thank you so much for filling in for Hayes this week. And Brandon and I will be back next week for another episode of the Chasing Points podcast. So whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, thanks for making the Chasing Points podcast part of that routine. If you could leave us a nice uh, little five-star review and and rating, that would go a long way. So, um, you know, on behalf of Jeremiah this week, I am Sam. Have a great weekend. And Hayes and I will be back next week. Take care.